The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and how does it feel? How does it feel to be rammed by the Rams? Not very good. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 425. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the Raiders get rammed by the Rams. Yes, ram deep, ram hard, uh, sand and glass, no vass. We definitely got a hit on that. The symptomology involved and everything to do with why the game ended up the way it was. And we'll definitely do a little pregame for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, they're griping and moaning because they're they're not winning enough games over there and blah, 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 Kaepernick, Harbaugh, all the drama that we don't need over here. Well, they're bringing it, and we're going to talk about that. That and the bone line, which is also, you know, my favorite part of the show, we're letting you guys let it out because, brother, you got to let it out on this game because it was a disaster of momentous freaking proportions. So without any further ado, all right, let's roll out. Two to zero. How does it feel? How does your bunghole feel right now? Mine feels like sand and glass. No vass. Well, the Oakland Raiders traveled all the way to St. Louis to part their cheeks and get the big ram and the butoxo. The Rams took no mercy on the Oakland Raiders, beating us to a pulp. At the score of 52 to 0. I mean, just when you got used to every low that could possibly be, you're thinking there can't be any more lows that we could reach. I mean, we've, we've reached every low that it could possibly be in the NFL, haven't we? No. The laughing stock once again. You know, just when we suck everybody back in with a victory over Kansas City, uh, Definite victory, the effort, the play calling, everything, the matchups. What the fuck did we do in St. Louis? Greg Olson, Coach Sperano. I mean, what the hell is going on with this fucking team? Did we just all take paralytic agents the day of the game? Did everybody just eat a brownie, a marijuana brownie, pot brownie, you call it? Maybe some pot chocolate. There's all kinds of treats out there now. But they all sure look like they've been sucking on a bong before the kickoff. It's the football hour on the wheelhouse. And the NFL conversation starts now on 95.7 The Game. 
Welcome in. Two to three every Tuesday we do this. John Lundgreg Papa joined by the Hall of Famer, Rod Woodson. And he has a Super Bowl as well. And the four-time Super Bowl champion, Bill Romanowski. The guys, we'll talk uh, football headlines here. Hi, guys. How are you? What's up? What's happening, man? Great day to be alive. It is. All right. Uh, 52 nothing. Either of you guys ever been in a game like this? What's that like? It's not a good feeling. I mean, this was, this was 38 to nothing at <laughs> halftime. And it could have been worse. I mean, that's... It, I'm gonna tell you what bothered me more than anything. I've seen guys. We talk how good the defense was playing throughout. Yeah. The, they they've kept impressing us and, and improving throughout the year. But I've seen guys turn things down in this past game. I thought yeah. that I long thought run. Wood got exposed. Well, Wood. Okay, His speed. I felt got exposed. Yeah, but I'm telling you what. Did you see the long run? Did you yeah. see? The did you run, see Burris? Seal Moore? He well, yeah. no, no, both Seal. of them. Well, both of them. Seal went the wrong way. Seal yeah, went, went the wrong the way. Flat. Neither yeah. linebacker was blocked. Yeah. One step too far, the fullback came back and ran like a rat block. So as yeah. a linebacker, you know this better than I do, yeah. the linebacker has to follow the tracks of the fullback. He's behind the fullback. He doesn't even get blocked. Seal takes one step to the right, then he runs out like he's covering a guy. <laughs> wait, wait, where was Seal doesn't doing even, that? <laughs> uh, you know, both backers, if you yeah. go back and watch that one play, both backers were not blocked. Yep. And they did not make the play. He ran right between both of them. I mean, it was embarrassing. I watched it eight times trying to figure out what the hell. The, where was Seal going, Bill? Did he think they were going to throw it? That's, where, where was he running to? <laughs> he took off to the flat. Like he you was know, picking up a back in the yeah. flat, but the back had the ball. Yeah, he was running right at him. <laughs> why Why you don't set your feet, your their momentum, they're reading the, they're reading run pass while they're running up to the line of scrimmage. I mean, I, I'm, I've never played linebacker. I just think that would be hard to do. That's like me playing cornerback, and I'm running up to the line of scrimmage trying to see if it's going to be a run or pass, and then i got to cover somebody. So to me, they're clearly they were playing – Thinking man to man, and was Co thinking he had to get outside the tackle real fast because he knew he had the fast running back, just just in case it was. But the fullback fullback went the other way. I know. Uh, He ran the wrap. He he went act like he was going to the left. He came back and wrapped right to him. Yeah, he was so far removed he couldn't even block him. <laughs> he uh, ran was, himself out of was, the play. Like, and where he played, is he going? He, he played so well against Kansas City. I don't know, but you know, the, the lack of foot speed, Rod, is what startled me. Yeah, I, I just mean, in space, they they could not tackle in space. And you, knew, but I knew how dangerous St. Louis was when I did that San Francisco game because Trey Mason. Man, he would hit that corner so fast with San Francisco. He didn't make any big plays like that, but you could see it in him. You saw the same thing in Austin. But Austin. And then all they of a sudden. Edmund Bailey. It's like they couldn't touch him. Never mind tackle the guy. It's like they couldn't even touch him. It was like him. Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was back there and he was making moves on the punt returns and he was playing with them. He was to- it's like somebody hit the yeah. X button and he was spinning and then he dived <laughs> and he went back out. He put the ball in the air. I'm like, come on, man. That is embarrassing. I would have took me a cheap shot. <laughs> Like, dude, you do that again, we're going to be fighting over here. Okay, but it's one thing to get embarrassed like that, a run here, a run there may happen, but 52 to nothing? Yeah, that was embarrassing. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. They, yeah. they pulled it back. And everybody asked, though, can they handle success? You know, what's, what are they going to look like the next game? And it's, it's embarrassing. You go out and beat Kansas City, which is a really good football team, right in playoff contention, and then they come back and they laid the worst egg of the year. You let, you let your guard down in the National Football League, that's what can happen to you. But I tell you what, you got to be impressed with St. Louis because they just got Chris Long back, and they—that team is scary. Their I don't know defense. if I would want to play them these last four games. I tell you what, they're, they're looking really they're good. Right their defense they're is one first-round pick after another. Yeah, well, those first-round picks mean something because they're working. 
Sometimes those first-round picks don't well, mean anything. <laughs> I understand, but their, their front is one high first-round pick after the next. It, it's hard to assess <laughs> any one position, but we always talk about the quarterback. There's he, not one position that played well in that football yeah. game for the Raiders. Not one. No. O-line bad, quarterback bad, no Special running game. Special teams was horrible. He's Defense right. was awful. They all got an F. This was the first game where I thought Carr, it, the game was too fast for him. The, this was the first the first one I've seen where I was like, you know what? They're playing too fast for him. He looked like David. His eyes have dropped a yeah. little bit. You know, they couldn't get the ball downfield. But I, I still go back to, Neil, yeah, he did struggle in this game. He did hit 10 different receivers. That's a positive for the Raiders. Um, oh, short routes. You know, it, it really, I mean, it, I don't, that doesn't really bother me. Are you counting Rams players too? He hit a couple hit of those. That'll be 12. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can't run the football, and you're asking a young rookie to do everything for you. You're asking him to be Peyton Manning of the Oakland Raiders his first year. I think it's unfair. Um, the kid, yeah, he, he didn't look good. But that's going to happen as a rookie quarterback in the National Football League. I still really believe in him. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for the Oakland Raiders for a long time. This team, and I hate saying it, this team is not a really good football team right now. They're they're really not. I mean, I don't know. The players just they're not making plays on the field. The coaches only can do so much. So we all, I, I think we all understand or all believe that maybe they'll have all the a wholesale changes all across the board with the coaching staff, which is unfortunate because those guys have families. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. But you know, these guys, these players, man, they got to take some pride in themselves. Every position. For 60 line. minutes. Yes. For 60. It Every never turned. Position. It never turned. And they turned off the gas Early. at halftime. A Schottenheimer had sympathy for us. I mean, I, I just, I saw guys turning hits down. Yeah. yeah That's that damning, isn't it? When you're playing football, That's they really turned it embarrassing. down. But th- I'll tell you what, when you, whoever the new coach is next year, whoever it might be, that's that tape is there. Right? Once you put that on tape. They're going to evaluate every player in that locker room. So once he comes in, whoever it might be, they're going to come in. They're going to look at that tape and go, man, I do not want a guy that does not have contact courage. If you're scared to put your hat in there in the National Football League, this football, this game is still you're about tackling be, people. You'll be out of a job. You're going to be out of a job. So, you know, they can put it on tape all they want, but I tell you what, but that, they're but not going right. to be Oakland Raiders for too long. There has to be a wake-up call, and it, we evidently we haven't hit the right button yet. Because these guys, they just don't give a rat's ass. The product we saw on the field in St. Louis was beyond shabby. It was high schoolish. It looked like a college game. It looked like one of those first games of the season when USC plays, you know, South Bend or some, <laughs> some, some school you never heard of before. Then they go and trample them 65 to, to nothing. That's what it was like. It was pros playing hoes, and that's exactly what it was. Now, I'm not saying that the guys didn't play with Everett. They were just grossly ill-prepared for this matchup. And that goes on the coaches. Sperano, forget getting a head coaching job, bro. You're a line coach. Forget it. (laughs) The rest of the staff... Best be filling out their applications because if it were me, they'd all be gone. 
Romo, you, you know that I am a diehard, frustrated, very annoyed with the coaching staff and general manager. And these last four games, for me, and I know uh, the players, everybody wants to, to win the game because everybody's being evaluated. But for the life of me, and you've heard me say this now for six weeks, I do not understand. I would deactivate DMAC and Mo Jones-Drew. I would activate George's kid and make sure that I get every carry that I can to Murray. To evaluate what these guys potentially can do. I don't understand why the coach is saying, well, we're not sure about Murray. We're going to give him a few. Why are they still trying to be stubborn and plow up the middle with DMAC who falls down on a fingernail? You know what? I think your frustration is warranted for Reggie McKenzie, but I will tell you this, that I truly believe this coaching staff is coaching their ass off. They're trying to do everything they can. I've said this many times on my show with Henry on Comcast, is I don't know the last time a mule won the Kentucky Derby. Okay, I really I don't know if maybe the very first Kentucky Derby ever, they maybe just ran a bunch of mules out there and maybe one of them won. Well, guess what? And and I don't want to say that with disrespect, but the Oakland Raiders do not have any superstars. They have some up and coming guys who potentially like a Mac can could be a superstar, like a Derek Carr could be a superstar, but they aren't right now. Hey, uh, Romo, I got got to do a follow-up for you on this, because I know you watch the games incredibly closely, and I coached at a high level for a long time and played like you did, but I watch the coach, Tony Soprano. We have an offense that has no imaginativity. It's a run up the middle, run up the middle. On a third and three, we throw a one-yard pass. Why are we so stuck on being conservative with a bad team? If you were the coach, wouldn't you want to play a little more up-tempo and take a little more risk? What do you have to lose? How, how come the Denver Broncos can do that all day, every day, and dink and dunk you to death? It's because they have a superstar quarterback, and they have receivers that can get open. You know, the offensive line is struggling enough with him throwing short passes. What are they going to do to try to give him three seconds to four seconds to be able to hit a guy deep? You know, that's where I think, you know, to throw in and try to, hey, I I do believe this. I think you got to take some shots. Here's where I think they're going wrong is, I believe you got to get Carr out of the pocket. You got to split the field in half. I want to see some bootlegs and hit, you know, some flat passes. And with that, run play action off of that, take some shots deep. So I could see some imagination there, which I don't see. But with that being said, you know, we just don't have guys that can get open. And if you don't have guys that can get open, it's pretty hard for Derek Carr to throw the ball to them. Um, And they got to protect. And when you don't have a running game, it's pretty hard to have a passing game. And if you don't have a passing game, it's hard to have a running game. So they 
are not putting any effort. Do you see the effort on the field? Do you see the effort in the in the game room and the coaches putting extra time in? That's bullshit. It ain't happening because all these mofos are going to get fired at the end of the year, and maybe not. Maybe I'm just speculating beyond my place here. Wouldn't that be something if Mark Davis made Sperano the permanent head coach? Wouldn't that be something if he kept this whole staff for next season? I would make me sick. Sicker than maybe that's what it takes for the Raider Nation to wake the hell up and start boycotting these games and not go. At least one game, just one, would be good. Would be a, a national statement on the state of the Raiders and how the fans are finally not showing up because the team does not deserve it. Enough ranting on that. I mean, these guys have to go. Mark should have fired Reggie uh, a long time ago, but here's, here's, let's just bring it to a different place here. My anger's over. I'm done with that rant. Word is that they're going to keep McKenzie for another year. Another year of draft picks that fail. Another year of a amazing free agent flops. Another year of hiring a coach that isn't worth a shit. Um, another year of Reggie McKenzie's inept ability or not ability to run a football organization. So it's looking like the Raiders are going to keep Reggie for another freaking year. I know that just lights everybody up, makes them all happy. Don't you have that holiday spirit going on? Not me. How much of this are you putting on Reggie? You know? Well, Reggie... I mean, these are his players. Especially on defense. Every well, one every, of them. Well, yeah. Every I one of them. I don't think DA had a, a whole bunch of say in who's Very coming, little. Coming so, my, you know, my question would be to Mark, you know, what, what are you going to do? Are you keeping... Are you making wholesale changes across the board, or are you going to let him bring in one more coach? Make it, be, but this time you're going to be involved in the process. Yeah, I think he's going to bring in a veteran coach, whoever it might be. It could be Jack Del Rio. Remember, Jack Del Rio is from here. He's from Hayward the Bay High. Area. Hayward High, and good football he's coach. and he's a really good football coach. He's a no nonsense guy. I, what, I'm talking about when he's in the room. You better pay. He's very similar to Dom Capers. Pay attention, or you might get elbowed in the jaw. Because <laughs> the dude, the dude loves football, but he's an old school player. Though he's not going to take any crap from these guys. He lets the guys be their own selves. He lets them bring their own uniqueness to the table. But at, at the end of the day, he's going to keep you accountable for what you do. And I love that about him. And so he maybe, know how to maybe slow he's going to that Denver offense. And maybe he's going to be the guy. They already hired I, the I DC think that, and the Broncos. Didn't I they? think they need Last an time. offensive coach though. If they bring yeah, somebody this, in, this, don't matter. This, yeah, but this DC is better than All the right. other DC. I, right. I can say that. All right. right. Don't that? you think if if they bring in a coach, don't you think it needs to be an offensive coach? No, I think I think if you bring in if you bring in an offensive guy or a defensive guy, you just got to have a strong offensive minded coach. You know, you got Al Saunders there, so I think you I think you keep Al there, even if he's a senior consultant. Because he's been around for so long. He's probably forgot more football than I know. So you keep him around in any capacity. Maybe you can make him your VP of football operations. Do something. But do something where it's a positive move for this organization. Because everything, everything that we've talked about for the Oakland Raiders and the Silver and Black has been so negative. He's not. They're not going to fire Reggie McKenzie. He's not. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, know, I don't believe they will. But I'm just no, saying. He's, not, he's pretty much said that. But I'm saying then you got to have somebody over him. 
You can't let Reggie have every hat. I think it's just too much. I think he can't be he can't be the GM and the VP of football ops and the COO and the CEO. I mean, there's he can't do everything. Somebody needs to make him accountable for every move he makes. Just be ready for Reggie McKenzie's next hiring of another idiot coach. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to want to come to Oakland to play. No one's going to want to come to Oakland to coach. No one's going to want to come to Oakland for anything other than to beat the team and move back to wherever they came from, uh, you know, wherever team played us, because that's the only people who want to come to Oakland is their opposing teams because it's easy. We're an easy team to beat. We got terrible management. We got terrible ownership. And we have a terrible team. What a great combo for another organization to come in, take advantage, take the W, and move on. I don't know what the solution is. I can't tell you, but I do know this. One game, it would be epically, I'd be proud if we had one game and nobody went in the stadium. Now, we could tailgate all day. I wouldn't mind. I tell you what, we should have a tailgate all day game where nobody goes into the game. Everybody just stays in the parking lot and parties the whole game. Let's hope for some change. I'm hoping someone buys the team, somebody who cares, actually. And, uh, well, we could just hope for that. But other than that, man, we got the rest of the games coming up. We're almost over. It's almost over, folks. The pain's almost over. <laughs> oh, gosh. And that is all I have to say about that. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, joining us now. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Henry, Brad, and Matt. How you guys doing? Life is good, man. I want to get right to it because I know you got a lot on your plate. The future of Jim Harbaugh. For a guy who breaks as many stories as you do, and I think yeah. you're breaking more than anyone in the country right now, do you think you'll have to break the story, hey, they have a new head coach when the season is over? Well, you know, it doesn't matter who breaks it. I, I think we just assess the situation as it is. And, again, I don't rule out the fact that there's a scenario under which he could be back in San Francisco, but I think everybody would agree it's not likely. Okay, I mean, we still got four games this season, and – it's still possible as much as that team has struggled this year and as much as it hasn't looked the same as it has in recent years, that it's still good enough to go on one of these runs here, get hot at the right time. And if that happens, then, you know, who knows? Tensions cool, calmer heads prevail, reason wins, and maybe, maybe then they get an extension done. If that doesn't happen, if this team continues to struggle, if it flames out, if its season ends before people expect it to and the season turns out to be a disappointment, I... I think most people believe that Jim Harbaugh, one way or another, would wind up moving on. And being that he's got one year left in his contract, I think the most practical way that he would wind up moving on is the 49ers trading him, trading his rights, because he's not going to be in a position to just walk away to another NFL job when they have him under contract. And just like they discussed the trade last year with the Cleveland Browns, and I think that was, what, two third-round picks, if I'm not mistaken, though I have to double-check that. Uh I think they get back, you know, a second, third-round pick, whatever it is, from another franchise. And, and you'd have to think the Raiders would have to be in that mix as the favorite. Adam, in your 25 years covering NFL football, obviously we saw one huge trade from the Raiders from a coach trading Chucky Gooden a long time ago, but it didn't really seem like there was this kind of traction. Have you ever seen anything like this in a coach-ownership situation 
and a guy being dangled to so many different teams. No, it's a bit unusual. The only one I can remember was back in 1996 when New England was playing Green Bay in the Super Bowl and Will McDonough, the great, the late great Will McDonough, reported that week about how it was a situation um, where Bill Parcells would be on the way out. And it was Super Bowl week, and it was so strange. He wound up going back to the Jets. And it's it's a little different now. I mean, this seems like... It almost has a feel like it's going to be an open auction on the guy. Um, it wasn't like that. I don't remember the last time a coach was auctioned off, and, and John Green was traded. I think that went on behind the scenes. It was not done so publicly. It was not talked about so much in advance. It just sort of happened. Uh, and this is an unusual situation. Adam, would you be surprised if Reggie McKenzie is still the Raiders' GM next season? Uh Again, these are factors that have to be determined, and, and, and it's not my favorite topic to speculate on somebody's future. I think when you speak to people around the league, I think that their sense, their sense for whatever that's worth, you know, and Mr. Davis, Mark Davis has not told this to me directly, but their sense is that I think it's going to be hard for Reggie to keep his job. Now, they may have a strong finish here. Mark Davis may decide Reggie's the guy I want. They may go after a head coach that's comfortable with Reggie. There's a lot of different factors that go into this, but I think, you know, everyone in Oakland knows that they're facing a tough battle to keep their jobs. I can see why guys give you inside information, man. You're just a humble guy. It's hard not to like a person like you. You do a wonderful job, so keep it up. All right, Adam? Well, you guys are very kind. I appreciate having me. Have a great day, Henry, Brad, and Matt, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. All right, you take Take care, care, buddy. There you go. That man's job is not easy. Well, the game we've all been waiting for, the game I thought for sure would be a blowout in our favor. Yes, we're playing the Battle of the Bay. The San Francisco 49ers are coming to the black hole. I love it. I love our stadium compared to that monstrosity they have over there. Matter of fact... It's amazing that to go to a game with your son or your daughter, one of your children or wife even, it's a $400, $500 day. One game. And those aren't very good seats, bro. That is the tragedy that is the monstrosity that is Levi Stadium. Overpriced. Lots of fans got priced out of that thing. And the average Joe... Didn't get a chance to get a ticket because it's too much freaking money. Inflated beyond belief. These guys are raping their fans for money and their co- well, That's why they got to apologize for having such a shitty year. Yeah, Jed York's on the Twitter and he's Twittering. He's sorry that they lost against the, the Seacocks. Their locker room is in dismay, dismay too, but they're four games away from a playoff spot. Which leads me to tell you that the Oakland Raiders, yes, the lowly, losing, terrible team that we are, could spoil it for our friends across the Bay. I just love it. Do the Raiders have a good chance at beating the 49ers Sunday? And what speech would you give 
the Oakland Raiders before taking the field this weekend. Yeah, you're darn right they got a good chance to beat them. You know, the one thing I see in this football game is you're going up against an offense that's struggling. So I do believe they'll, they'll match up real well. The way I would address the team, I say, men, I work my heart and soul for you guys. I put you in the right position to win. I want you guys to go out there and play your hearts out. For Raider Nation, for your owner, Mark Davis, for everyone who's ever been a Raider, go out there and dominate, kick ass all over that field and beat the 49ers. I'll do it, coach. I'll do it. <laughs> there is nothing better when you're not having a good year than to spoil someone else's year. And I couldn't think of a better organization to spoil than our good bros across across the bay, the 49ers. Yeah, we getting bullshit from all their fans, a lot of a lot of cap space, a lot of, you know, oh, you guys are terrible. Well, they're not winning that much either, and they don't say a whole lot now. Last year was brutal. This year is not so bad because they got to shut up because they're not playing so well either. And the drama that is the Harbaugh situation just gets even better every week. And the fact that he might come to Oakland is even more insane. <laughs> That's making their fan base just freak out. Hey, Bill, let's, uh, like, I want a quick jump to the Niners. I'm watching Kaepernick today or the other day at his press conference, and he's obviously, you know, not saying much, one word answers. Harbaugh's being asked about stuff he doesn't want to talk about. Is it possible for a football team to be tight, to come out tight? You know what? I think distracted would be a better word. I, you know, um, and with being distracted, you know, hey, at the end of the day, a lot of times teams will take on, uh, you know, if your coach is tight, a lot of times your teams will be tight. You know, I had a, you know, when I was in San Francisco, George Seifert was tight, okay, as tight as they come. Bill Walsh used to keep the environment pretty loose. He used to make us laugh all the time. George, it was, you couldn't get a quarter out as you know what. And, you know, because of that, we were a little bit tighter team out on the field. Jim Harbaugh's tight. And, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick right now, I think he's going to be pressing in this game. The pressure is on this guy. He's getting heat. People are saying he's not uh, he's not um, growing and getting uh, making the leaps and bounds they wanted him to. Well, guess what? When he was successful, they were running the read option, and he had a lot of success running that. And the defense was kicking ass, and they were getting a lot of turnovers. Well, the defense is doing a pretty darn good job, but they're not what they were when Patrick Willis was in the middle and when Bowman was in the middle. There was a different kind of, you know, uh, intensity about their defense. They're still playing well, but they're not what they used to be. The funny thing is, and it's not funny, but this is the only way I think 
Veggie keeps his job. I think the rumor mill here is, you know, Veggie's going to keep his job for another year because Mark don't want to pay two guys because he's a cheap ass. And if Veggie can actually coax Harbaugh into being the coach here, that would certainly solidify uh, some more time to get this team turned around for sure. I'll tell you myself, if Veggie can get Harbaugh to come here, uh, I'll have to give him another chance too because that would be an absolute miracle, parting of the Red Sea miracle for sure. So when it comes to the game, the Niners are actually matched up pretty well with the Raiders. You know, their aggressive tendencies on the offensive line are matched with our defense when they play well. I mean, (laughs) it just comes down to this. Who is more willing to lay a kidney on the field? Because the intensity and tenacity, whoever's got more of it, there's going to be the ones with the W. You know what? A lot of people will talk about this game, and because of the game against the Rams, everyone's going to say the Raiders have no chance. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that I think they can beat this football team, and here is why. The 49ers do not score a lot of points. And with that being said, if they can keep the game close, and can get things going on the ground. I'm hoping Latavius Murray's going to be fine. If they can get some things going on the ground, they can stay in this game and they can win this football game. Now, I know that the Niners are, are favored in every way, and they should be because we haven't shown jack crap all season. We don't deserve to be shown that we're going to win. A lot of people saying it's a possibility. I just know the fans have been looking forward to this since it came out in the schedule. I think we can win this game. I mean, more so than the Rams game, I think this has a much more to it. People are calling it a mini Super Bowl. I'd say it is the Super Bowl for the Raiders. And it's actually the Super Bowl for the Niners because if they lose to the Raiders, that could take them completely out of the playoff picture and that would be beautiful. Will they keep it closed? Probably. I mean, it might be a perfect storm again. It might be yeah, rainy yeah. and slutty and muddy and nasty. Yeah. It might be a perfect storm for the Raiders again. Chief game all over again. Yeah. That would be, be good. Could be. So, you know, if Greg Olson, you know, sits down in the crapper and, and has some kind of epiphany with his play calling. Latavius Murray's, you know, only had a handful of, of carries, but has kind of flashes there. Kind of an element of curiosity about what he might be able to do over a longer stretch. Oh, certainly. I think we're all excited to see him now that he's healthy again and, and give him an opportunity to carry the football this week. So uh, there's some anticipation, and, and uh, I think there's some excitement this week seeing him out in the practice field, and uh, we're excited to see him play. If Tarver can motivate his defense, I mean, they've played well, but they get so tired because Olsen's offense is three-and-out city, I mean, uh, that's where the defense has to stand tall. They've done a good job. I got to say, the defense here, Tarver's earned his job as far as I'm concerned. The keys to playing good defense stay the same. Setting edges, using their hands, getting off of blocks, tackling in space. Some players last week said they uh, ran through the Dolphins against you guys in London. Do you agree with that? And how do you uh, fight that happening again in the future? 
it was actually different personnel groups than the Dolphins did. What we didn't do is tackle the ball around the line of scrimmage. So the corrections in this case were pretty easy. Now it's athlete on athlete, so you know, simple corrections, but we got to make the plays. And, uh, you know, we have made those plays. So we're looking forward to this week and, and getting to show what we've corrected. Did it kind of leave you scratching your head because you guys had been tackling significantly better and playing better defense? Or did you sort of kind of wonder, where's my defense? Well, number one, it's not mine. <laughs> number two, it's the Raider defense. Number three, we've been steadily improving. And then we missed some tackles early in that football game. And we got to find a way to get them on the ground. So, like I've said before, we went in at halftime and we looked at each other and we said, it's time to be us, man. It's time to stay in our process. It's time to get after these dudes. And we went four straight three and outs. So we want to stay in our progression. We want to be us. It's about us, as you hear from Coach Tony and as you heard from these from our defensive players. And that's what we're focusing on this week is taking care of us, making sure we're right in our gaps, making sure we're working together correctly, making sure that if somebody does miss, the other guys are running and hitting with the correct angles and going and playing. There's some passion things that the Raider Nation saw against Kansas City, and we're excited to come back home and play in front of the Raider Nation. And obviously a, a backyard football game. You know, those are the best kind when you're growing up, backyard football a little like that so that's what we're excited about an opportunity to show where we've grown <coughs> six and a half out of seven games our process our identity that's what we're excited about showing the the defense have been worn out from the three and outs constant three and outs of the offense uh, that's what i gotta say special teams that's a terrible thing so far we definitely need to improve there as well uh, we can win this game. It's just going to have to be on emotional drive. So if the 49ers come out strong and fast and throw up a couple touchdowns early in the first quarter, we're toast, bro. But if we can hang in there, if we can score and keep up with them and play decent football, not get behind, not get behind early, there is a good possibility we can win. That would be a great thing. And once again, I'm not too worried about the, the, the draft. It'll be whatever it is, and whoever's picking it. Now, the more I know that, the, the more I hear about Reggie staying, the less I care about this draft pick. I mean, really, look who's picking. I you got no control, Brand. I'm not happy about it. If Hallbaugh is the coach, maybe that'll change. But uh, as far as we're gonna, as far as I can see, our next head coach is gonna be Joe. Below, that is. Nobody's going to come here, man. So if, if he can't get a star, a winning coach, not some retread that's barely made it or hasn't made it, some guy who's been pushed from one team to another, like Olsen or Tarver, some rookie college coach, you know, that's what we're looking at, folks. We're not looking for a Cower or, you know, or a Harbaugh or a Gruden, you know what? That's 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 the that's the top shelf, bro. And we don't have top shelf money, and we certainly do not have top shelf street credit for sure. So on that note, let's beat them Niners, man. I'd love to see it happen. 
I'd love to see us beat the Niners. At least we can have something to stand on this season with the exception of a pile of steaming crap. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on that freaking bone line. I'm calling you out, girls. Let's go, ladies of the Raider Nation. Let's hear how you're frustrated. I love it. I want to hear some ladies go on a rant for a change. Anyway, get on the website, RaiderNationPodcast.com, www. You know all the news you could want, all the news you don't want, right there for the Raiders. Be on it, get on it, and do it. That's what I'm saying. Who is the first caller of the show? And our first caller, my good friend, Raider D from the IE. Great fan. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. I know you hear the music in the background. The boys up here partying. Raider D from the IE. And we done put one on them, man. Motherfucker can't see the Chiefs. Man, I'm going to tell you. I, I think I've been calling for them to put Murray in for the last month. They finally put him in there. And now we see what we have on this, on this team. Now we got to do is figure out how to get these, these damn coaches to put it on the field. I was there. It got rained on. Didn't move until the game was over. Raider Nation, baby. We look good. Their car look good. Um, hey, the Chiefs ain't no slouch, man. We've been in these games. We've been playing like our hearts out. Anyways, I hear people talking about why don't we lose out the season, the, the, the rest of the season and get the first uh, pick in the draft. I got one thing to say to that. Shut the fuck up. What kind of stupid shit is that? We have not used that number one pick very well over the last 12 years. Uh, I mean, we can look at some of the players. We, how many are on the team? There's still number one picks. Derek Carr. Uh, McFadden. Um, gonna be a, you're going to drop for a long way before you find another one. We, we, we messed off that pick. Why don't we just play as well as we can, show these other players in the league, these free agents, because we're going to probably go in the free agent market anyway, show guys that Oakland is a place you can come and play and you can uh, uh, compete for a championship in Oakland. So play your ass off, win a couple of these last few games, we'll get a decent draft pick, trade that number one pick, you know, and move down in, in, in the first round and, and pick up a bunch of second, third, fourth rounders. That's what we're, that's where our, our, our uh, bread and butter's been, baby. Do that, build this team, and then we might be able to bring one of these uh, big-time receivers in. Marshawn Lynch with the yeah, yeah, yeah interview. We might be able to bring him over here to, you know, work a year. It's going to cost a lot of money. I don't think we need to go get another back. But I, I can tell you, McFadden and uh, – and, uh, NJD, they can go. You know, both of them go. They can go tonight. Shit. All I do is shit. Anyways, do not fucking lose games to try to get the first pick because, uh, and going after Mariota, we don't need a quarterback. We don't need a quarterback controversy. We need fucking a receiver, a big time, six foot four, six foot five guy who, can, who don't mind beating the shit out of a DB to get the ball. These guys, they play their hearts out, except for Daenerys Moore. I don't know what happened to him. But somebody's got to be willing to kick a, a DB in the ass to get the ball. 
that's what we need on our team. We need a Calvin Johnson. We need a um, Andre Johnson. We need somebody who's w- willing to go out there and beat the fuck out of a DB. I mean, seriously, rough his ass up to get the ball. And, and shit, we don't have one of those. All right, this is Raider D. I'm out, baby. Raider! Great victory in the rain. What can I say, bro? It was a great day. And that was a great point. I mean, look what we've done with our first-round picks. You know, <laughs> we haven't done shit. Thank you, Reggie McKenzie, and a, a list of others for sure. And, you know, we need a wide receiver. We need defensive back. We need another running back. Rice is available. Let's go get him. I mean, who cares? Were you afraid that Ray Rice is going to embarrass the Raiders with his history? Are you freaking kidding me? We were embarrassed before he even said his name. Crying out loud, go get Rice. He can still run the rock. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Caleb, the Raider optimist. Boy, you got to be one in the the only one <laughs> in the nation, bro. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Raider Nation? What's up, Raider Greg? This is Caleb, the Raider optimist. Excited about the Raiders' win against the Chiefs. And, uh, yeah, so we got the silence of the land. We're going to try to silence up those lambs here coming up here this, this, uh, this weekend. By the way, happy Thanksgiving week to the Raider Nation and everybody else out there listening. Looking forward to it. I want to see some more of that nasty defense. I want to see some nastiness from Tarver, man. Get out there and just, you know, just let, the, let the dogs out, man. Unleash it. You know what? Hey, why can't we win? You know what I mean? We have a recipe. You know, the recipe is on offense. We're a shotgun offense. We're, we're like a read option. If we get a, you know, a good running back that could, you know, stay healthy, then, you know, you know, we could do some things because we're not just one-dimensional then. I like what Raider Greg was saying, you know, using uh, Marcel Reese and, and uh, Murray, Latavius Murray. Like the one-two kind of punch, you know, in the backfield, kind of like uh, when it was Michael Bush and and McFadden's earlier years. You know what I mean? That was that was you know nice good punch. Uh, what what are we gonna do? Are we gonna are we gonna keep Sperano, uh, you know, for another year, or or at least he's there, you know, for the keeping, uh, you know, in case we can't you know land a, a big time coach or anything. Uh, but you, you know, you gotta, you gotta think they're going to, you know, they're going to look for somebody. They're definitely going to be listening to a lot of people. So it looks like, uh, we've got a decent defensive coordinator, you know, Jason Tarver. I mean, at least the defense was, was, uh, rocking and rolling against the chiefs. You know, they looked uh, like they were attacking. They're, uh, very aggressive. It's a fun defense to watch. They create a lot of, uh, turnovers and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's just really aggressive. We kind of wonder what's going to happen with, uh, you know, probably Olsen's going to be gone. He's probably going to be cut. And, you know, you never know. They might cut Tarver, too. Who knows? I think, you know, personally, I think we should keep him, you know, because it, it looks like, uh, you know, that philosophy, whatever they're trying to do is slowly starting to happen. Uh, McKenzie probably keep him, what, like you say. Ray Greg says that we got him for at least another year. So, hey, uh, maybe he can get, land us a couple good draft picks or something like that. We'll see what happens 
We'll see what kind of magic he could do. And, you know, Mark Davis, he's he's the man, man. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, he's he's the dude. I mean, we could all be pissed off as we want at him, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's not going to do any good because he's pulling, he's pulling the strings, you know. So, you know, hey, we're look, it's looking bright. It's looking cool. We got five to go. We got five to go, and hopefully uh, we can uh, keep this recipe going that we got for for success on on Lisa's last game to get that win against the Chiefs, man. That was rocking, man. That was cool. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, so excited about that. Let's win. Screw the losing out, you know, for the draft pick. I want to to win out. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like everybody else says, we got – we got a good one on offense, and we got a good one on defense that we could build around. And let's just do that. Let's build around. Let's let's uh, make that infrastructure real strong with the offensive line and defensive line, and just work our way out from there. All righty, sounds good. This is Caleb, the Raider optimist, signing off. Have a great Thanksgiving and a great week ahead. Till next time. Bye bye. Dude, you're way too optimistic. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, somebody's got to be. I sure as hell ain't. You know, I look at our ownership and I look at, you want Tony Sperano to stay on as head coach? No fucking way, bro. Come on, man. They, he's a, he is an assistant coach for life. They tried it, didn't work. I mean, look at all the coaches you know, then, of course, we'll probably get some, you know, some coach out of college. Yes, this is our new coach, Joe. And what's your last name? Below. That's what it's going to turn out to be, brother. If we don't lose this general manager and do something with this team, uh, we're not going to get a coach. I, I don't look forward to that until this whole ownership management staff is out of the building. Then I think I'll have some hope. But as it sits... Hell no. Our next caller is Raider Red, and he's calling from St. Louis at the game. And you know, man, this <laughs> the Raider Nation shows up. I don't care what we're playing like. I mean, this is what we are. This is what we do. We show up every game, every state, every stadium. We represent so much better than this team. We deserve so much better. Mark Davis, get out, man. Great, 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 Randy. This is Raider Red, live from the Edward Jones home here in St. Louis. I'm going to tell you what, brother. The Raider Nation has taken over St. Louis. It is nothing but silver and black up in here. I think we're at, in Oakland. I am serious. It is all over the place. It's a beautiful thing, man. Let's see how that new running back we brought up with practice off goals and that take. It's some good stuff, man. It's beautiful here. I'm telling you, it's beautiful, beautiful. Go Raiders. Well, I know the tailgate was awesome. I'm sure the fans were pumped up. I'm sure it was a great pregame. But going home, yep, that's how we feel every single Sunday when we're leaving the Coliseum, with the exception of very few. Our next caller is Mac Raider. From Stockton, California. What's up, man? <laughs> I feel you, brother. Brother Greg, what's going on, man? 
This is Chris, a.k.a. Mac Raider out in Stockton, California. I'm a first-time caller. How's it going, Raider Randy? I'm sitting here watching this uh, St. Louis game, and I'm really not that surprised off of what I see. Uh, I don't mean to sound negative, but it seems to me like we weren't supposed to win this game. I don't know how to really calculate you know, how many losers you're supposed to get until you're guaranteed the first round pick if you win another game, but it seems like it it seems like if we won that sweepstakes. <laughs> uh I think Jacksonville has another win. If we get another win, I think we uh we automatically get the pick. This is just what I think. This is my opinion. I don't know how that works. Somebody can curse my name and Oh, you dumbass. I don't know. I'm not afraid to admit that I don't know. Uh, I I think our next game will be the San Francisco game. I think we'll beat them at home. It's, that's just that's just what I am. That's, I mean, that's just what I think. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't mean to hold this up. I am a little disappointed, but not shocked at this game. But it is what it is. Uh, go Raiders all day long, baby. Well, I understand your disappointment, but I don't believe you weren't shocked. I mean, I was shocked. I'm shocked to see a team the week before be so competitive and to be such a doormat the next week. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, bro. I mean, (laughs) I'm disappointed for sure. The lack of competition, the lack of, you know, pride in yourself, for crying out loud. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. It's a positive call, so I appreciate it. Thank you. And our next caller, Randy, get the music from the circus, will you? (laughs) My very good brother, man, from the east, where it's cold as hell right now, Pennsylvania. Rita. He's up in the house. What's up, bro? Welcome, witness the Oakland Raiders as they travel to St. Louis, Missouri. Witness the Derek Carr, who can't complete a pass longer than five yards. Witness Greg Olson, who can't run any play except up the middle. Witness the brilliant scheme of Just Quit Baby and the clueless Mark Davis, who begs for mercy while it should be mercy begging for him. (laughs) Oh, man, what a joke of a fucking game that was. Clowns. Did you ever see the circus where all the clowns just run out of the car? That's what it was with this game. You know, me and Raider Chris... We dropped off my car at Sears because, you know, Sears is right next to the Buffalo Wild Wings. So we dropped off my car with the Buffalo Wild Wings, which just opened up here, by the way. And we figured, you know, let's go. We're going to watch the Oakland Raiders. And by, this, and by the beginning, not the beginning, maybe by the middle of the second quarter, they turned our game off and put a more competitive game on. There are 35 TVs in this restaurant and not one of them had the Raider game on after it was like 28 nothing not one 
I think I saw bowling on a TV other than the Oakland Raiders. Just to put that in a in perspective, I have never seen that ever in any mom and pop bar, food chain, whatever that has the NFL ticket, not have a game on their 35 TVs. Never. So that's how bad it is, Nation. That's how bad it is. Uh, yeah, you know, my car was in the shop. We should have put our car, Derek car, in the shop and get him fixed. I mean, it, it's it's obvious. that Derek Carr is not the answer. He's not. I mean, I, I hear all this of, you know, possibly Jim Harbaugh supposedly coming to Oakland. And, hey, I'm open to it. I am all for it. I think he can help us. I think we could help him. Because uh, I don't think Chucky is going to be coming here. If I was Chucky, I wouldn't want to come here. He will not be here. Chucky will not be able to save this organization, and he won't. And if he doesn't, he, if we do turn the corner with Chucky, he won't get any of the credit, but he's going to get all the blame if he can't turn it around. So that's why I think Chucky will not come to Oakland. So I think Harbaugh is our next best bet. Oh, God. What, what else can you say? Except for... Tune in next week when the Oakland Raiders host the San Francisco 49ers. Then they'll get their ass kicked again. <laughs> well, bro, I, I feel you when it comes to turning on bowling. Actually, I would have requested, will you please turn the Raider game off and put the bowling on, please? <laughs> totally painful to watch. The rest of the game just got uglier. It's amazing when a, a game starts out ugly. How c- ugly could it get? Well, wait to the end. You'll see how damn ugly it can get. Derek Carr, I'm not going to throw him out, man, because he does have a great talent. The fact that he can't throw more than 20 yards down the field, I don't believe it's his fault. I believe it's the fault of the wide receiver core we have that are lame, and I definitely believe it's the fault of not having a good running back because if we had one, then he could have some time and perhaps get the ball out a little further. Let's not forget the incredible loser we have at offensive coordinator. Yes, um, <laughs> the loser Olsen, brother. Anyway, man, who knows? We got uh, Harbaugh, don't even think about it. Gruden, don't even think about it. We're going to get some no-name college coach, somebody who's trying to aspire to join the NFL, trust me, we are getting nobody that's won. I guarantee that for a fact. Until Mark Davis leaves, until Reggie McKenzie leaves, we ain't getting nobody that's worth a shit. Trust me on that one. Thanks for the call, bro. And next, his cohort in crime, (laughs) Raiders Chris from Scranton, PA, I love these two guys, man. They're my connection to the East. What is going on, man? Don't be down because uh, it's too late. We've been down, so be up. Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Stead done watching the uh, scrimmage that the Rams just had with my boy Pennsylvania Raider at one of the local bars here. And uh, 
This is how bad that that scrimmage looked. It looked so bad. The bar had 35 TVs in it, and not one showed the Raider game after the first quarter. That's how bad and sad and ridiculous and embarrassing just a fucked-up Oakland Raider team. Excuse my language. Actually, no, don't excuse my language because at this point it's beyond anger. It's just pitiful. It's 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 sad and it's my Raider stuff is packed up in a box, put away, collecting dust like this team is. Uh, they've quit. They've stopped playing. They know now that they're not going to go winless, so they're not going to even try. Can't pick up a third and one. A third and one. I can pick five guys out and get a third and one. And these guys are getting paid millions to do what? To flop. That's all they're doing. There's no no urge of winning in any of these players at all. The coaching staff has quit. Mark Davis talks a good game, but we all know he's not going to do nothing. And when he does do something, they're going to go and sign these retired old has-been players. That's all he's going to do. Uh, just embarrassing. Embarrassing, and it's sad. So get ready for this draft. Don't even talk to me about the 49ers and all these other games coming up because I, I don't give a shit. Whatever pick we have, we better be trading it to get more picks because we have a lot of holes to fill. Hey, the nation, I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Again. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Raider Chris. He's a great Raider fan. Bleed silver and black. Listen, man, this team has driven every one of its fans into the nuthouse. And there are guys, still a few guys out there waving the flag saying, oh, we're going to get better. Oh, it's all this and blah, blah, blah. I ain't drinking that Kool-Aid, bro. Ain't going to happen. Yep. Don't be down. Don't be disgusted. Don't be out. Just watch for the draft because that's what we got to do. I just can't wait to see what happens at the end. I'd love to see Mark Davis fire his own self. And Reggie McKenzie should have been gone already. Uh, The buffoonery will continue until Mark sells the team. That's my take on the whole thing. Everything's going to stay the same until Mr. Moe of the Three Stooges uh, sells the team. I appreciate your call, brother, and your passion. Don't be down. It ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth ruining your day. Move on and slap on a smile, brother. Someday the team will get better when Mark sells it. And next we have Raider Vincent from Cali, California. (laughs) What's going on, Vincent? Hey, Raider Nation, what's up? This is Vincent Wattel from Fairfield, California. Uh, I don't know what to say about this game. I'm at a loss of words. 52 nothing. Are you serious? I mean, what what kind of effort was that? Can you really say they were trying in this game? I mean, it almost felt like a college football matchup between somebody like Coastal Carolina and the FCS to get on a top-ranked Alabama team. That's how it felt like today. And I think Coastal Carolina could beat this Raider team. That's how pathetic this game was and how bad the season's been. Uh, anybody who Anybody who wants to say that they want to see this team tank the rest of the year in order to get that draft top pick, well, I have no respect for you guys as fans because as a Raider, I feel like it's none of my business. I feel like it's none of my 
reason for me to accept mediocrity, and I don't think anybody should accept mediocrity. That's not what accepting mediocrity is not what a Raider is. And that's all I have to say. Peace out, Raider Nation. Yeah, I got to agree with you, man, because I am not one of those who says, let's lose every game. I told you before, you know, wherever our draft pick is is where it is. But I'd love to see some effort, some passion, some play out of these guys. And that last game, it was absolutely everything but that. It was a clown show. It was football follies all in one game is what it was. What a joke. We have the worst joke in the league, in the history of the league, almost. We're getting there. New lows every single game. So let's hope that they can pull it together somehow and beat the 49ers. At least come and play some football, fellas. Please. That's why we're paying you. And our next caller is Junebug Raider out of Sacramento, California. What is up, my brother? Well, way to break. First time caller here, Junebug Raider, Sacramento, California. A couple things here. Some of our fans, man, they, they question us. They question our fandom if we complain and piss and moan, but I question their fandom if they're not pissing and moaning and and complaining. Another thing, everybody needs to go. We only have a couple of players. I can count them on both hands that deserve to stay on this damn team. It's just freaking ridiculous. Mark needs to sell. Reggie needs to go. We need a head coach. We need everything. But who wants to coach the stupid team, man? I can't take this anymore. This is just, it's sad, man. I, I, don't, I have no words. I don't know what to say. It's going to be a long process. Long process. And I just I don't think it's going to be an open either. You know, sad to say. Hopefully they at least stay in California, man. It's going to be tough for my team out of state. But anyway, go Raiders, man, and keep the good work. I'm out of here. Well, here's a fan that gets it. I mean, we all get it, I'm sure, but he lays it out pretty plainly. We are jacked up from the bone. From the very top to the very bottom, from Mark Davis to the janitor, everybody sucks. Very few players that are play very good. I don't know if who I'd keep here that has any heart. There's a few. But we have so much to repair, let alone the team. Put the team aside. Look at the coaching staff. Oh, my gosh. Who are we going to get to come here that sees a future? I mean, Really? We've got so many issues that it's going to take 10 years before this team turns around. Way longer than any of us thought. The three, four, five-year plan, you can throw that out the window, bro. This is a 10-year job. If if it's a year, it's 10. And it's depressing. But it's like I said, I'll say it again. Until Mark sells a team, we ain't going no place. And next, my very good friend from Sin City. That's right, Las Vegas, Nevada. Raider Steve, what is up, my silver and black friend? Hey, Raider Greg, it's Raider Steve in Vegas. Long time no speak. Uh, It's been a really tough season, man. Uh, Feel bad. You know, I I really supported Dennis Allen, but uh, clearly he was not the answer, so I was wrong on that for sure. He sucked. Um, yesterday's blowout, man, 52-0, to zero, 
that was tough to watch. Um, but here's here's the positive way of looking at it. First of all, I'm already past the anger, denial, all that. Well, maybe I have a little bit of denial, but I'm, I'm past all that, man. I'm in a serene spot, you know, uh, I think. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, the good thing about losing 52-0 to is, you know, we had our first win last week. And, you know, I myself was starting to think, okay, well, maybe, you know, we'll get a few wins here and Sparano can maybe be the guy next year because, you know, I don't want to change coaching staff again. So if Sparano can do it, he can do it. But I'll tell you what 52-0 does. It means absolutely, positively that Sparano is not the guy because that's unacceptable, following up your first win of the season to go lay an egg like that up in St. Louis. I mean, the Rams are better than everybody thinks they are, but – you know, the Chargers beat them. We almost beat the Chargers. We, that should have been a way closer game. That performance, absolutely unacceptable. Uh, it was a joke. You know, I was flipping around other TV channels, half watching the game because it was over, and I drank way too much. I got a wicked headache today. But, you know, I don't remember too much about the game, so that's a good thing. Um, and the next thing is, I support Reggie, man. These are the best two draft classes we've had in years. Only problem is this free agent picks suck. So we need a new coach. I, I, that's a lot of uh, smoke around that right now. We'll see. Um, anyway, man, let's just get that first pick. You know, I, I really don't care anymore, man. I don't see a win on our season, maybe Buffalo, but I want that first pick. That's what I want. I want a first pick, and I want a new coach. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, but it better be somebody good. I'd take even Brian Billick. I'd take Brian Billick. Harbaugh, Gruden, of course. I don't think Gruden's coming back, but I take him. Um, shit, you know what I mean. Somebody established, man. Anyway, let's get that first round pick. Let's trade that shit back. Let's get some more picks and turn this fucker around. I'm out. Well, I have no faith in Reggie McKenzie. None at all. Zero. Depend- I don't even give a shit about his draft picks. I could care less. Uh, he's, his draft picks are because of the other coaching staff he has. Uh, working these guys up on the board. He didn't pick those guys. They did. He He's a shitty general manager. He has no presence. He's a buffoon. He's stumbling, bumbling buffoon. No, thank you. I don't want him. As far as the coach coming, I don't think we're going to have one. I think we're going to have, you know, John Smith from Alabama State, uh, the uh, the assistant to the assistant, water boy, uh, Got, brings great passion. He's been the greatest water boy in the history of the the uh, college ranks. I mean, this is what we're going to come up with. This is the kind of horse shit we're going to have to listen to. Uh, and I can't wait to listen to it because it's coming. So, um, yeah, we'll see. As season's over, I hope we win a few games. I hope we compete in a few games. But I know we're all resigned to it. doesn't make it any less painful. Even though you say it, you can't change your heart, bro. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. And next we have the Desert Raider. That's Raider Sid to you and me. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. What the fuck was that? Holy shit. Exactly. Holy shit storm. That's what it was. God, we suck on so many motherfucking levels in that game. Uh, there's nothing to say. We just got to 
fucking go back to the drawing board and get ready for next week. This game was just a complete fucking bust. Three blowouts this year. It's starting to be a trend. Don't like it. But one thing I do have to say, I have to thank the Raiders for uh, their last one because it was right before Thanksgiving. And it was actually a, like a complete week of feeling great and feeling great at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You know, I was thankful for my entire family and and friends. And that the Raiders won a motherfucking game. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, let's go ahead and get that first pick and tank the rest of the way. That's bullshit. You need to go out there and fucking compete and get fucking wins. I don't give a shit what pick we get. We're going to get whatever pick we deserve. So you might as well go out there and kick some fucking ass. All right? So um, if we're going to lose all the rest of the games and just win one, I'd like to beat Denver in Denver. That'd be a kick in the ass, wouldn't it? All right. Raider Nation, have a good holiday season. Stay safe. And uh, let's see if we can't get some good performances here. All right? Raider Nation, Raiders Till I Die. This is the Desert Raider. Out of here. Very well put, my brother, about the week of peace (laughs) in the Raider Nation where we all just kind of had a smile and we felt good and... Man, it's been such a long time since you had that winning feeling in your in your head, and you feel like a, the world's been lifted off your shoulder, and then we get rammed by the Rams. Well, that's the way it is, man. Let's hope they compete the rest of the year. That's all I care about. Thanks for the call, man. And next from Albany, New York, Matty Raider. <laughs> I love these calls, bro. I love them. What's up, man? 52 to 0. Let that sink in if it hasn't already. You know it has, but I wanted to say it again. Um, This is Maddie Rader from Albany, New York. It's been a while since I called in. I don't really know what to say. I mean, my my anger is is gone weeks ago. Um, This team, this ownership, the general manager, this coaching staff, I mean, it's like this team is, like, cursed. It doesn't matter what we do at this point. This team is fucking cursed. I, I just – I want Mark Davis. You you have no business running a sports team. Sell the team. I read today Reggie McKenzie doesn't feel the need to owe – that he owes fans an explanation after that loss to the Rams yesterday. Um, I mean – Anybody that defends this guy at this point, I, 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 dude, you're just tuned out. I'm not. I, I don't want to hear it. This guy has got to go, dude. Our receiving core is made up of undrafted free agents or guys that have been cut from other teams. You know that. Just let. Just think about that for a minute. They're bums. They're scrubs. All right. And then, as I read on different boards with Raider fans, they're talking about this is Derek Carr's fault. Well, how can it be his fault? Look what he's got to work with. Look at the fucking coaching staff he has. I just, I don't know what to say. I I swear we run McFadden 100% of the time on second down right up the gut. I don't know why 
when Reese single-handedly brings you back in the KC game, you don't go with a hot hand. I mean, what are these guys doing? I'm just a casual fan, and I see this stuff. Or I shouldn't say casual, but I'm a, just a football fan. It, it, it's ridiculous. It, I, I, uh, I don't know what to do, man. I, I don't know what to do. You know, we watch them week in and week out, but it's just like yesterday. I think I couldn't even get angry. It's just, I'm numb to it. I'm numb to losing now. We just lose. It's to be expected. You know, I I get together with a few friends. We watch Ticket. I watch a game every Sunday. You know, my buddies humor me. They always watch the games with me. You know, that that's what our team's become, humor. And every time I come home, my wife's like, hey, what happened? And she knows already. They fucking lose every week. Oh, I don't know, man. Thanks for giving me an outlet to just let it out, man. Love you guys. Thanks for the podcast. It keeps us all going. We love you, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Hang in there. This is tough, man. This is tough. Well, there you go. There's the ego that is the asshole Reggie McKenzie. His big fat ass is in that office, and he doesn't owe the Raider Nation any explanation at all. No, he doesn't. And as far as Sperano goes, he just said that they weren't going to run Latavius Murray in the game against the Niners because, well, he hasn't earned it yet. He's only had a couple of runs. What a moron. That is why Tony Sperano will not be a head coach. He might be ours because we're losers, but he's not worthy of any other franchise. That's a fact. Dude, we got so much going on that's so jacked up. We got a lot of mud to go through before we get to clean water. That's a fact. Thanks for the call, man. Just watch the comedy because that's what it's going to be until ownership is changed. That's a fact. Thanks for the call, man. And next, deep in Iowa, we have Raider Kegs up in the house. What's going on, my brother? Raider Greg, what up, man? This is Raider Kegs. Calling from the Midwest, Iowa, man. Look, dude, I went out to St. Louis. I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Drove, woke up 5 a.m., man. Drove about four and a half, five hours. Check out my Raiders. That was the worst event I've ever seen in my entire life, man. But we all know that. So I'm not here to talk about that, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Anyways, man, I'm talking about what... What did we do, man? I mean, I keep seeing the post. We fire... We, know, we, we get a new owner. It just all hope is gone, man. All hope is gone. We, we had a good draft. This is our year to improve, and we got worse, man. Uh, you know, I guess, I think, obviously, Reggie, you're, you're done, dude. I was kind of a supporter, but not anymore, man. You got to go. Bring in a new GM. Hardball rumors floating around. I don't know, man. Like, I buy the Sunday ticket every year, about 350 bucks, just to watch my Raiders out here in Iowa, and that ain't happening. I'm done with that, man. Done buying the merchandise. It's just, it's probably, I, I don't know, the worst franchise in sports. It's just ridiculous, man. It's an embarrassment. But anyway, man, I don't have the solution. I don't work for the NFL. I don't work for the Raiders, but they need to figure something else out, man. Because it ain't, it ain't, it ain't happening. It isn't fans. Uh, it's very cake, man. 
trying to keep my head up. I'm out. Well, there you go. I always feel bad for the fans that travel to the Coliseum or anywhere to see the team when they play such a pathetic game, when they play so sucky that you just, you know, there was no value in the game, no value in sitting there paying your hard-earned money, no value in your Sunday ticket. Uh, this is maybe what, what Mark wants to do. Maybe he wants to tank the team and make it go into the toilet so nobody wants to come so then he can move the team like the coward that he is. Maybe that's his, his strategy. It's bizarre, but maybe that's what he's trying to do is just beat down the Raider Nation until we don't show up anymore. Maybe that's his deal. I don't know. Sure does seem like it, though, doesn't it? Does to me. That's a fact. I don't know what to tell you, bro. But if it were me, I wouldn't get the Sunday ticket until this team turned it around. And I mean, new coach, new GM. I wouldn't spend a fucking penny buying shit that's silver and black. Nothing. Thanks for the call, bro. And next, deep in Bellingham, Washington, the sweet, the 360 Raider is in the house. What's going on, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. It's the 360 Raider calling in from Bellingham, Washington. 52 to 0. We didn't even look like the JV football team. We looked like shit in all areas. Uh, offense, defense, special teams, everywhere. Um, I, I don't need to get into the specifics of the game. It was, uh, it was fucking ridiculous. I've never turned off a Raider game ever in my life. I turned this thing off at halftime, and I saw the score later on. And uh, wow, we've uh, we've hit an all-time, we've hit an all-time low here. You know, to to beat. Kansas City at our house almost two weeks ago, riding in on a uh, riding in on cloud nine on a on a high note, and then we go to uh, St. Louis and we take literally fifty two steps back, get your ass shut out fifty two to zero. Holy fuck! I never thought I'd ever see that ever in my life. Um, I don't. I don't ever want to see anything like that from the Raiders ever again. Uh, I I hope that's never happens again. This is a this is a terrible feeling. I got I was so pissed off that I took my wife to the mall. I took the old ball and chain shopping on Sunday rather than fucking finish the the, the Raider game. That's how pissed off I was. And I never go to the mall. I never go shopping. So. That's got to tell you, it was a. It must have been a real shit show. I don't. I don't know what else to say about that game other than that was just a downright fucking embarrassment. I'm glad that it wasn't on national TV. It's bad enough it was on regional TV in the Bay Area and in the Midwest, but fuck, that was ridiculous. And again, we give more ammunition to all the sports writers saying that we don't have our shit under control and that we're, we're all fucked up. Um, power rankings are probably going to be like 38th out of 32 teams. That's how shitty this was. Fucking terrible. Anyways, I'm not going to touch on that anymore. You know, I could go on for hours about it, and that's just, it's just ridiculous. 
but the, the big thing that concerns me is, you know, we're 13 weeks through the season, and where the fuck is Mark Davis? Where is this guy? How come he has not stepped up to a podium and and called the GM out, called anybody out? Why is he accepting this? You know, I keep on seeing this meme online, a picture of Al Davis, you know, with his, with his hands with his hands turned out saying, son, fire somebody already. Where the fuck is this three stooges, bowl cut, fucking ginger motherfucker? Where has he been the last 13 weeks? If this was my team. Uh, I would have my fucking finger in someone's grill right now. Probably would have had some, my finger in someone's grill weeks ago. But here we are. One and eleven, thirteen weeks through the season, and Mark Davis nowhere to be seen. Only made a comment uh, when Dennis Allen got fired, and he wasn't even at the fucking, he wasn't even at the at, at headquarters there in Alameda. He was, I don't know, he was at the fucking Hilton Oakland Airport or wherever the hell he was. Unbelievable! I cannot believe that this guy does not have the courage to show face and, you know, apologize for this team's shortcomings. Don't understand it. Mark, do the right thing. Sell the fucking team. Get, get, sell it. You know, sell it to, sell it to the fans. We know what, we know what we need to do. You know what? I'd be willing to buy a hundred shares of the Raiders. And uh, have have my say in the in the matter, and I'm sure a lot of Raider Nation would too. Sell the team, Mark. Do the right thing. You obviously can't. You're way in over your head. That's all I got to say, Raider Greg. It's you know it's been a long it's been a long 2014. Uh, I'm ready to stick a fork in it. I'm done. I'm done. Um, I, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the team. I'm gonna root for them, but. I don't have any expectations of winning. Uh, I don't. I don't see it. Uh, I think we'll sneak up on. If we do, we'll sneak up on somebody. But um, I don't. I don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, and with that said, Raider Greg, wishing you, Randy, the entire Raider Nation, a blessed Christmas and holiday season. Three six zero Raider. I'm out. You know, I could not have said it better myself, brother. You laid it right down the way I feel. Exactly. You want to know why Mark Davis hasn't come out and said anything? I'll tell you why. Because he's a pussy. That's why. Because he couldn't make an ass hair of a decision that his father made every day. Because he has no courage to his conviction and he wants to hide behind that big, fat-ass Reggie McKenzie, who's also worthless. They are all getting paid good money to put this on the field. And as a fan, I am appalled, and I encourage the entire Raider Nation not to buy a single Raider thing for Christmas. I wouldn't buy a Raider pen for anybody. You know what? I would get a... <laughs> I would get a card saying, next time the Raiders win two games in a row, I'll get you something for them for Christmas. 
I wouldn't wear any of their shit. I wouldn't buy any of their shit. Certainly not. There should be a there should be a, a, a combined effort from the fan base to go to Oakland, go to the Alameda facility, and take that sign that says commitment to excellence and burn it. They should burn that fucking sign right there into the building. That's what needs to happen because as far as I'm concerned, it is a sham. It is a lie. And everything about Just Win Baby is a joke. The Raiders are a shell of their former self, and it's due to the management and ownership of this team. It has nothing to do with the players. They're getting a check, too. Everybody in the entire building is stealing their thieves They're stealing from the fans. And until the fans wake up and decide not to spend their hard-earned money and wait and hold back, even though they're good fans, and say, no, I ain't buying that, man. I ain't buying it until they change. Well, then things won't change. The only things that change are money. Money changes things. Money moves mountains. And if you stop the flow of money to the Raiders, you're going to get their ear. That's the only way it's going to happen, bro. Well, Raider fans, that's it for another podcast of the 2014 season. A shithole of a season. Probably the worst football I have ever seen in my fucking life. I hope we beat the Niners. I hope we do just for bragging rights in the Bay Area. I'm not holding my breath. And, of course, I will tell you now. I will get out of my seat and fucking take my ass home the first inclination of the buffoonery that we had in St. Louis. And on that note, Raider Nation, I wish everyone the very, very best in this holiday season. Once again, don't buy anything that is Raiders. Just wear your old stuff until they deserve you. You know, they have to be deserving of my money. They have to earn my money. And how they do that is by winning some games, doing the right thing, putting a product on the field that we can be proud of. Think about it, Raider Nation. Think about it. I am Raider Greg, and I am so out. <laughs>